Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post game show. Hey, hi, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast episode 374. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. This is a post game show. I'm your dashing host, Chris. And with me, I, I, uh, hmm, let me see if I can figure out what we're referring to here. There's there's a visual cue. Um, is it is something about class? Is it something about class? Like we're super classy. Classy. You, you nailed it. God, you God. nailed it. Got my man Sandman, my good friend and co-host Sandman on the show today. How you doing, brother? <laughs> uh, you know, Feeling I'm lucky? Uh, neither bad nor good. Feel lucky? Like right down the center, you know? <laughs> Right down the center. Had so much to win. So much to win. I, uh, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We got a lot to talk about. It. There's a game today. A lot of game with very little passing yards. There's got to be some kind of record rolled up in that. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll do a little roundtable discussion. And we'll take your calls and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Are you ready to go there, Andrew? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Get right into this. After you go to stjude.org slash DLP and donate a little bit of money for us, help the kids, the sick kids, Christopher the kids, or go to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com. All kinds of great items there. we got some Jerry Jacobs stuff going up and some other stuff as well. Some really, really great stuff from Colin and the guys at Pro Sports Zone. Coming up real quick in the next day or two. You guys are going to love it. I'm going to go right into calls if you're okay, Andy. Let's do it. I have a feeling we're going to have a bunch today. All right, let's see if we can do this. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Uh, my name's Lucas. I have had nothing to drink watching my daughter. Uh, and this shit show of a football match. <laughs> Congratulations. <As> you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to open up with a little story. There's a scene in uh, The Lord of the Rings, which either of you may or may not have seen, The Fellowship, where uh, I think it's Pippin touches that skeleton uh, near the bridge of Khazad-dûm, and then that skeleton falls into that giant well, and Gandalf says... Uh, Next time, throw yourself down there in witness of your stupidity. I assume that's Dan Campbell to Jared Goff uh, because I cannot, I can't foresee a, a scenario where he plays any more minutes. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I he, he, he looked at least as good as Mason Rudolph almost. Well, I, you know, it's half him and half Anthony Lynn. I don't, his play calling, I understand the runs working, but you just can't keep beating that drum. When they keep stacking the line mm-hmm. five, six men at a time. I just, I don't know. At least, you know, I'll give you a positive. How many rushing yards did he have? Over 200? That yes, was 200. That's something incredible. Um, that was good. Our defense really played out. Yeah. You know, Lucas, they, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that Anthony Lynn did not call any plays today. If I mean, I, I'm actually at the point where I believe that any plays that Anthony Lynn called through the headset. Dan Campbell just put an X through it on the call sheet and said, "Move on." <laughs> <laughs> this is a different game, and and let's 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 be fair. There's there's some questions about obviously there's questions about Jared Goff, but there's some questions about why Goff was in the game if they had so little faith in his ability to throw the ball. Um, look, I know he's injured. Let's let's just take Goff's ability and put that aside for a second, okay? You're not confident enough in your quarterback to throw the ball. Why is he still in the game? Right, Why? and anybody can hand a ball off to to Swift. Right, anybody can hand the ball off to Jamar Jefferson. It, it's 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 that's doesn't take a I whole mean, lot I, of super talent. It, yeah, I, mean, I just wonder if 
Campbell thinks Blau at a hundred percent is worse than Goff at whatever percent he was at. You know, that's that's also concerning because obviously if we don't have a backup that can play backup to an injured quarterback, then you know that's that's another issue. But that's all I wanted to leave you with. I can rant more, but I'll let other people take other all right. uh, opinions and points. Just remember, so this, have a good one. Remember this, Lucas. You do. The first step to winning is not losing. Correct. All right. That's true. That's part of it. That's true. Part of All right. Y'all have a good one. You do, brother. You too. <laughs> um, I th- that's going to be that's going to be what everybody talks about this week is how we're not screwed because we don't have depth. We're not screwed because we don't have. Let me rephrase it. We're not just screwed because we don't have those things. We are mostly screwed by the fact that we're tied to Jared Goff for at least another year, and it's becoming increasingly obvious that he is not it at all on any facet. Why? He looked so bad today. And whether he was injured coming in or not injured doesn't matter. Your quarterback has to be able to play in the league. And he's being paid $26 million a year. We're like, we're going to compare him to Mason Rudolph today. Who's been a career backup and who has started 10 times in his entire career against the number one overall pick making $26 million a year. And I would have rather had Mason Rudolph. Interceptions and all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I am. I am with you. Uh, let me hit really quick. Flounder. Thank you for the super chat. Love you, brother. Goff is well-meaning guy in a bad spot who no longer wants to play NFL football. And I, I can't. Oh, boy. I don't. I don't agree. I, 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 th- I think you're, he's a well-meaning guy. I think he's in a bad spot. I think he wants to play. And I think he believes he can elevate the team. I think in his mind, he, he believes that because I don't think he could walk out in the team. I think what we saw today is that Dan Campbell does not have any faith in his ability to throw the ball. I mean, we ran and ran and ran against a brick wall throughout the fourth quarter. Yep. And, 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 and we were not going to change that until it became no choice for anything but to throw the ball in overtime. And then we did, and you saw what happened, right? Um, that overtime, by the way, was just insane. It was insane. Oh, balls flipping from side to side, and it was <laughs> it was nuts. But I don't know how you, as a team now, can can look go go. Who's your quarterback next week? You've already. I mean, how does Goff ever step on the field again as the guy for the Lions after being told do not throw the ball? We're we're at the point where we are in a lose 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 situation with Goff. Because you either admit that you made a mistake by signing him and you bench him now, which means you have to bench him next year. There's no coming back from benching him now. And you just have to eat his salary while he's on this roster. Or you cut him and eat his massive salary and dead cap space. Or you continue to play a guy that the rest of the team knows is not going to win you games. Yep. He's not. If you're The whole time, the team had to be thinking, the defense has to score for us to win. Yeah. That, and that's that's the bottom line. People are going to say, oh, well, look how good we ran. This was an abnormality. We will not run for 200 yards again this year. This this would have been a, the worst-looking offensive game if we played against an even you know, decent NFL defensive team today. I don't know. I mean, if you get another game with 352 attempts, you might get a 200-yard <laughs> rushing game out of these guys. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it was. It was just powered by attempts. I'm about to pull up the box score so we can look at that. I know a lot of folks are calling in. Um, really, t- really quick, want to talk about the um, the gambling line, right? If anybody listened to me, 
Riz was was like told me I was nuts. A couple of people told me I was nuts about putting the money on the lines. I got it sitting right here. I put my money on the lines. You know what? I didn't lose a dime. I did not lose a dime. Let's get a call here really quick. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Oh, hey, it's Coos. How you doing? Coos. How you doing? You know, I can't, I can't yell Coos anywhere else, and I really appreciate being able to do that. <laughs> and uh, I have no idea how much I had to drink that goddamn game man at that time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the good news is it extended your drinking time, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the the sad thing is literally this past week, I have three sons, and you know Cameron, big Lions fan. I just indoctrinated one of my other, my twins that are 18, Casey. He has been a big Lions fan this year. And we literally just folded in Carter, my other twin, got him a jersey and all the whole, whole yard, and he, he was in, right? Okay, okay. And then they, they tied. And I told them going into it, I'm like, this is an 0-8 team, brother. We know we, we know where we are. Yep. And he, he literally is walking past the TV laughing. And I'm like, put the jersey on, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a hostage situation. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. We, I, we, I, we, I, I just got it. the number. We're at 38 rushing attempts for the game. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, I just can't believe they are so afraid to throw the ball. I, I, I cannot figure out if it is the coaching staff, and probably ask Chris and, and Andy, is it the coaching staff or is it God? Who is so afraid to throw this ball? You know, back during the Jim Bob Cooter years, I had a statistic that I used to reference that was a wasted play stat. And it was where Jim Bob Cooter would throw a, a really bad screen uh, that went for nothing that the other team knew was going to come and was knew that was going to happen. And it was a wasted down. It was like, you might as well have taken a kneel or spike the ball. And I think that Dan Campbell knows enough that putting the ball into Jared Goff's hands to throw the football is a wasted down that if you can get two yards rushing the football, you're probably better off than giving the ball to Jared Goff and having him throw an incomplete pass or throw a three yard out that doesn't do anything and puts you at more risk for him to throw an interception or fumble the football or get sacked. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some statistic out there that says, uh, you know, when Jared Goff has the ball in his hands, our offense does worse. Uh, so to me, it's on Jared Goff. I think it's at this point, I think it's more on the coaching staff that has yet to do anything about Jared Goff other than what we saw this week. Which is just like remove him from game plan. Just which is got not a, an option, really. Just Shouldn't got be an, option. Uh, an MCDC quote where he says, "We all felt like he was good. He was good enough to go. We all felt like he was good enough to stay in there. So that's why we stuck with him." I, I don't know if I believe you know, that. I, I don't know if I believe that. And that's one of the I, that's one I'm of the first times with, I can with, say that I didn't believe Dan Campbell. You know what I mean? The guy that I didn't believe he was. So I'm sitting there with my son, who is a new Lions fan. And it's like, okay, it's third and six. And he's looking at me. He's like, what's going to happen, Dad? I'm like, well, they're going to try and run a draw play and they're going to get killed. <laughs> or he's going to throw a pass two yards short of the six and they're going to freaking lose it, you know, have to punt. And I'm like, it's so predictable. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But think there about is it. No effort. Think about it, though. I mean, we got, we're, we're, no, we're not going to go 0 17. 
right? Just straight up, so that's good. We're, we're in good shape there. Well, we could be the, oh, the, oh, 16 the, the, and 1 is an option. Right. And we, so we could be this, <laughs> the third, the first and the third 0 16 team, right? Thank Which is you. Yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you, Ken, uh, for the St. Jude. Push us over 27,800. Um, so th- th- yeah. there's that. We're not going to go winless. And, and let's be honest. That tie, even if we if we lose out the rest of the season, changes everything. It changes everything about this team. The winless. Well, I mean, well, we could still go. They could still be winless. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. The only You're thing right. that stopped was zero and seventeen. That's yeah. the only thing. It yeah, we, did, yeah, we stopped not losing we, every game. That yeah, was we literally could go zero and sixteen, just like two thousand eight. Yeah, and just have that one extra tie. That maybe if the two thousand eight Lions had another game. Maybe they would have tied that one too, right? Who knows? So, but with the minimum <laughs> yeah. amount of effort or the minimum about amount of ability or whatever achievement, we've been able to avoid the first zero and seventeen season. So yeah. that there's something <laughs> that is true. There. And zero and seventeen will live on in, in history. That's the thing that you remember. Look, two thousand and eight. Everyone knows zero and sixteen. Top right at the yep. end of their tongue, right? If they were one and fifteen. People be like, oh, God, 2008 sucked. But that would be it. It wouldn't be the 0 and 16 but, season, right? So, But if we're 0, 16 and 1, we are still in that stupid conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> we're 0 and 16 and 1. We're not 0 and 17. <laughs> but we're in that same conversation with the 2017 Browns and the 2008 Lions. Oh, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, man. these are the teams that went 0 and 16. Can I can I say that officially my my love affair with Ryan Santoso is over as of today? I'm leaving him. <laughs> I was gonna say he's gonna oh, get lost gosh. in the lost in the shuffle. No, that, oh, uh, no, no. that two kicks. Oh, two kicks. Oh, that last untouched field goal that he knuckled towards the corner of the crossbar. I I, I still can't figure that one. Out. We wet. need we need we need somebody to break that down because it, like everything looked fine to me. I didn't see anything wrong. He didn't slip. He didn't hit the ground. It looked fine. No. It just was possibly the worst fine kick I've ever seen in my whole life. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, he is the converted ball. punter. This is a guy that the Lions had as a punter and decided, oh, we can make him play place kicker. And because he's got but he, decent I, leg. I saw him at camp, and he was through the skinny post. Remember the skinny uprights? Sam? And he was he yeah. was putting it literally on the sideline at the 50-yard line and crushing it through there. No problem with place kicks. I was like, holy crap, this guy. And he was just all over the place, like just nailing kick, nailing kicks, nailing kicks. And I felt fine with him. And he, he played for us once a season, and he got the kicks that he was supposed to get. I wonder if the, if the field, the wet on the field, had the wet on the ball had something to do with what happened there. Because, I mean, all the fumbles, it was like a clown show. The Keystone Cops play football <laughs> at the end there. I mean, it was just a mess. I it, Look, the romance is over. It's officially over. We've gone our own ways. But... I don't necessarily blame him for that kick yet. I, I, I have to see it again, but there's probably something to do with it. Well, in my heart, that's all about Don Mobac. So I'm going to blame Scott Daly for that. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Coos, I got to let you go, man. The, the phones are going nuts, and I got a whole bunch of super chatters I want to call out really quick that uh, have hit us. All right, brother? All right. All right. Thanks for the call, bro. Thanks. Thanks for taking the call, man. Love yeah. you guys. Anytime. Thanks. Love you too, bro. See ya. All right. It's coos. All right. Uh, Brendan Noble, someone tell Goff his spin move is broken. Um, that goes then to Flounder. Flounder is just back again. Says, I said in the Slack chat today that Goff has the spin move of a 55-year-old former high school backup shooting guard. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nicholas, 
defense played their butt off. Uh, he used the A word, but I don't want to get demonetized. Jerry looked really good <laughs> out there. Love seeing him get notoriety. Pay that man. I, I, I got to tell you, I still love me some Jerry. Still love me some Jerry. He looked great. Uh, Robert, I think four fourth quarter leads means just as much as the tie. At the end of the day, we're in some of these games against good teams. You know, that's absolutely right, Robert. I mean, there's it's not like we're just getting blasted every week. It's not like we play Philadelphia every week, right? I mean, we came in to a lot of games and we're really really close. So, that was that was um that was something. Also, we've got really quick from Flounder Scrugoff, he's going to match 250 today, $250 for St. Jude, including Ken's $50 donation. So if we can get another $200, you guys get a free $250, bumps us up $500 over the $28,000 mark. Uh, stjude.org slash DLP is where you donate. And uh, we're trying to get to that 30000 goal, Christmas for the kids. All right. Breathe for a moment. Sam, man, what's all this attire? I, I don't think it is you're, you're exuding class. What, I mean, I, I, I feel you are, you know, but I don't think that that's what you're after. I've seen two ties in the last three years, two years, two years. And I never thought I would see a tie ever. So I went up to the closet. I got some of my best accoutrement ties, some of my best, you know, who knows who makes these. Is that a Snoopy? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm dressing for the occasion. You know, you, you put on your Santa hat during Christmas, you wear your, uh, clovers during st patrick's day i think what better but what better attire i'm a little nervous because they say dress dress for the job you want you say you've seen two ties and you've got three on yeah i'm uh, i'm applying to be a coat rack <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i thought you were signaling for a third tie okay i'll take the coat rack <laughs> if we get a third tie this year you know it's on you yeah no i'm uh you know i'll take anything other than loss at this point i suppose Yes, at thirty thousand uh, for St. Jude, uh, <laughs> Chris will do the Fat Boy Forty. You will see me do the forty yard dash with a full production setup. It'll be a good time if we get to thirty grand. Also, we're looking for thirty grand because Ash, who is getting a tattoo, if you missed the St. Jude uh, twenty four hour show, he's getting a tattoo from his shin all the way wrapped around to the back of his calf, a lion's tattoo, and thank um, you. oh, thank you, Sandman. <laughs> Fifty dollars. That's a hundred now for St. Jude today. Um, he he. When we hit sixteen thousand, he said he gets a tattoo. If we get to thirty, he'll come into the uh, the um, the party, the training camp party we do every year, Thank and get it you. done there. Ken Francis, another fifty. Thank you, Ken. There we go. Wow, we're at one fifty. That makes us three hundred already. Good stuff. You guys rock. Uh, so yeah, if we get to that thirty, you get to see me do the Fat Boy Forty. You get to be really really big about Christmas for the kids. And we'll get to see Ash live getting his tattoo done. Uh, what what more could you want? The squeals of a Canadian across the room while you're drinking. I want I, I want the uh, I want the tattoo artist to get a pie in the face during the tattoo. Thirty-five thousand goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thirty thousand and one dollar goal. So talk about the bets that 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 oh. we had here, <laughs> Sam man, because this is. It's we were we were inextricably linked. Our luck was tied together. We were floating on the same life buoy, and uh, and I yeah I earned this tie today. I earned it. So I was in Vegas this uh, past weekend during the Lions buy. Perfect mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. Got to enjoy my weekend. No Lions. 
But I was there and I bet on some Lions stuff. So I put $100 down on the Lions to win this game because Chris felt so confident in it. I was, I was on the train. But I also put $100 down on the Lions to go 0-17 because I thought if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. What do we do? We tie. I didn't win either bet. But you didn't lose. What? Are, oh, I, no, I lost the 0-17 bet. Oh, I lost oh, that straight up. Oh, so let's talk about let's talk about how there's one outcome to lose two bets, and that the outcome is so minuscule that it should never happen. And this you, is what the Lions do to me, Chris. This is what the Lions do to me. And here you sit with three ties on your head. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my mind. I've lost it. I've lost it. All I've right. lost all my money. I've lost all my my marbles. Which I'm is, a Lions season ticket holder. Who knows why? You got great that seats. tells you everything. <laughs> you, got, you got great seats, though. And I'm on a podcast <laughs> talking about the Lions tying. Because a kicker can't kick a 20-yard extra point and a freaking... Give me field goal at the end of the game. Our defense plays mind like mind blowing. Makes no sense. All these turnovers don't make any sense. They, they, this was a hard earned tie on both sides. The offense tried to lose. The defense tried to win. You put them together, you get a happy t- friggin' die. I feel like I worked pretty hard for this tie too. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there watching this thing from the beginning. Oh my god! I jinxed it. I jinxed it for everybody. You've had enough of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got a caller here. Let me see the caller. Hey, caller. What's your name? How much have you had to drink? Uh, my name is Adam, and I'm working on number 14 of the White Claws that you introduced oh. me to. Oh, well, congratulations, nice. Adam. They, uh, how do you? So I, I haven't talked about those in a little while. Um, for me, they've been great. I, I really have been able to, to up my drinking without uh, really having a, a, a robustly negative effect on my weight. <laughs> I've either been able to gain or I mean, maintain or lose. Um, how about you? Where are you at with the White Claws? Are you holding on? Are they, they, they working for you? Um, they're pretty fantastic. I used to be a Bud Light guy, but mm-hmm. now I definitely exclusively drink these. I think there's something to be said for drinking all that water with the alcohol too. So you stay kind of hydrated. The hangovers less the next yeah. day. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, by far I get way less hangovers. If you're drinking 14 of them, you definitely notice that. Are, 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 you, are you doing the variety? Oh yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hurting tomorrow, but I mean, with a game like today, I've been a fan since I was six years old and I'm 37. So Ooh, man. today was another rough, another rough day. I'd get your name on the liver list right now. Um, <laughs> so, so what did, <laughs> what'd you see out there, brother? Right. What'd you see? <laughs> so I just have to say, and I'm not trying to be crude, but is there another quarterback in the league who sucks a bigger bag of dicks than Jared Goff right now? <laughs> it's, it's the, I don't think there's a quarterback in the league making as mu- making even close to the amount of money sucking as many dicks as Jared Goff sucks. I think that that's a fair assumption. I think there's other bad quarterbacks in the league, but they're all backups. They're all third string guys. They're all, you know, career journeymen. They're all, or rookies. You know, there's a reason why they're in the game. I think that Jared Goff is the worst quarterback in the league 
that has zero reason to start for this team. You suck nine dicks and all of a sudden you're a dick sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. I know there's dicks. But just to be honest, like I watched a backup today throw better throws than he has for a majority of the season. By the way, I just wanted to say I'm I'm a first time caller, long time listener. I've been listening to since 2016. I'm a big fan of everything you guys do. Thank you, thank you so thank much. You very I much. Appreciate that, man. That's really really cool. That means I'm going to tell you that means a lot. Hearing that, you know, it's um, it's not a profession. It's kind of something we do on 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 the side, and uh, we enjoy doing it. But those kinds of those kinds of things really really make it all worthwhile because um, yeah, we do try a little bit of a sweaty try hard, as they say in the games games groups <laughs> well given how rough this team has been watched over the past couple of years it doesn't matter i still love them no matter what yeah but i, I appreciate everything you guys do well thanks man i really appreciate it and and you know what maybe by the end of the year we'll have a second bag for jared <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about like oh, a bag like a, oh no it's 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 a full a full like grocery bagger. bag yeah <laughs> We're like a large about, UPS box? The like kind what of, are we talking about here? kind of thing, you know, the old they used to have for the Army, the big double job where they'd carry like a year's worth of gear. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are killing me. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Appreciate right, everything you guys do. Thanks, brother. Thanks for calling. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> you are on fire today. That's coming from the truck, just so you know. <laughs> All right. Got another call here. Let's see who we got. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Hey, it's Kenyon. Um, I actually just started drinking because I was on the road. <laughs> That's what happens to me. I, I, I wait. I have to wait till now because if I do it during the game, there's no way I could do this show with any kind of <laughs> mental clarity at all. How are you doing, Jalen? Um, I'm oh, good. Kenyon, I'm sorry. good. Kenyon. I actually... I yeah, <laughs> they both end in N. What else do you want? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, so since I was, I was on the road, um, I was listening to the radio broadcast. So I kind of have, have a question and a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the comment is um, <clears throat> how apparent it is just listening to Dan Miller call. Uh, it wasn't even just golf. It was just uh, Mason Rudolph as well. You could just tell how horrible it was. And it, I thought it was really interesting to just hear somebody else describe it instead of you just watching it. It's just like, and that pass is behind, and that pass is behind, and it's too high, and it's in front, and he overshot it, and he missed. <laughs> and just the constant kind of um, description of how terrible both of these quarterbacks were, I think, was it's well, really interesting. Um, and that was just golf. That was just golf in the warm more on it as well. That was just golf in <laughs> yeah. the warm That wasn't even under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one I mean, thing he said, um, and I, I, I uh, was that he didn't have a clean pocket really for pretty much the whole day. So if you want an excuse, there's, there's that, I suppose. Um, I'll watch it on probably tomorrow. Um, and probably walk that back. (laughs) I think you might. Um, (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't think it was, I mean, there was a couple plays where it wasn't great. I mean, everybody got a holding flag, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Sam, man, I felt like the, the, the offensive line was pretty beast there. And I mean, the pocket isn't really a a big issue when you're pulling a run play on 89 to 95% of your plays. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, I was crazy. Yeah. I, I tweeted during the game and I, I, 
mentioned that Jared Goff just seems on a different time schedule than the rest of the offensive players. Yeah. And uh, like today was a perfect example of that. You know, the balls are behind dudes. The balls are in front of dudes. He threw a screen where the screen wasn't even remotely close to being set up yet. And he also didn't have any pressure on him. So it wasn't a, oh, I got to get rid of this ball situation. He just literally decided to throw the ball into the back of Hawkinson. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. I think Jared Goff definitely isn't doing a great job. And I definitely think that Mason Rudolph is a career backup quarterback for a reason. Um, yeah, I mean, quarterback play was bad. You know, the weather wasn't fantastic today, but uh, yeah, just I, ugly. I, I would ugly. have to say that part of what happened, because it wasn't just Goff and Rudolph who were who were stinking up today people were dro- losing balls fumbling i mean there was it was a mess up people guys were getting hurt like crazy so you know the field the footing wasn't that great the the, the grass as they said off to the side you could tell was a lot shadier than the grass up the middle of the field it just wasn't great conditions mm-hmm. but it wasn't great for everybody you know what i mean and and to see a career backup like mason rudolph play at or above the level of jared goff just tells you Goff isn't the guy that's going to elevate the team, right? And this is so. Oh, not at all. Um, here's I'm I'm more firmly on this bus than I was before, after seeing what happened today. I think we're going to, with our number one overall pick, we're going to grab the quarterback, the best quarterback we can find in this draft, because we cannot abide golf golf for another year. It just can't happen. That being said, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised I'd, if the next year we wind up taking another quarterback because the quarterback we got this year was maybe better than Goff, but still is. not the NFL guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are there any of the quarterbacks this year that really would probably not be at least a second rounder last year? Like, would Corral really go in the first round last year? I don't think so. This is this is so, possibly one of the worst drafts to have the number one pick if you need. A quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in watching watching Thibodeau, right? I mean, he's the guy that basically. I mean, I've seen a lot of talk. I haven't been able to watch his tape. We did the whole college tour thing this weekend. What saw a wonderful Florida Gators game that scored more points than Jared Goff will score for the Lions all year. Um, but the <laughs> the uh, the the there's like Thibodeau. Everything I've heard this week points the finger that. He takes if the play isn't coming his way, he just takes the playoff. If he can't get somehow involved or he doesn't feel like he's going to be able to, he's done. He gives up. Um, that kind of medium motor sort of guy is probably not a guy for for Campbell and company. He doesn't sound like a knee kneecap biting kind of guy. I feel like that kind of again, I haven't seen it. I have to see it for myself. But if that's kind of what we're seeing here out of this guy, then we are absolutely going to go for a quarterback. Uh, and, and with that first overall pick, and and look, <laughs> when you're staring at Jared Goff as your guy right now, I don't know that any Lions fans will be against taking quarterback. I think the conversation is we took the wrong one or whatever else, but I don't think mm-hmm. anyone's going to yell about taking a quarterback first at all overall with our pick. For sure, yeah, it'll be a value argument, which is the argument I've been having for <laughs> yeah five five drafts in a row. <laughs> well, all right. So how about the value. So of, my uh, question here, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they were talking about how we're speculating that he was hurt. Um, was he like hobbling around out there, or was it like some of the throwing motion, or did you see something on on camera like that was there that we mid- think was going on, or was it was it just, like his midsection, there? lower back? You yeah. know, like there, like okay. I, 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 I didn't see anything on TV. Uh, but you know, there were some people tweeting like, "Oh, he threw the ball and then grabbed his lower back," you know, or whatever. But I haven't seen. Yeah, obviously, it wasn't enough to take him out. I didn't see him grab at it. 
Um, I saw him wince after the fact. And on the sideline, every time when he wasn't on the field, they had a wrap with a heating pad held around the left side. You'd see, you'd see him. They'd do the the camera shot of him standing on the sideline, and he have the, like a looked like an ace bandage kind of wrap. And the, and they said the heat was there on the on his back. Um, okay. I just so okay. So maybe he was hurt, but again, if he's hurt. And he can't throw because then why aren't you playing Blau? <laughs> exactly, because yeah. Blau can hand it off as good as well as anybody else, and I have a feeling that Blau can probably put it ten yards downfield. Um, and he can how run. weird would it be if how weird would it be if we broke two quarterback sacks in like three years or whatever? Mm. <laughs> mm. Something in the water. Thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. Something in the water. <laughs> Maybe Goff saw how how we got Stafford out of playing some games. Yeah. He's like, oh, my back. He's like, ooh, maybe they'll trade me to the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> All righty. Right, that's it for me. I know you guys got a lot, so I'll let you go. All right, Kenny. Thank you, bud. Uh, thanks. Mm-hmm. See you, brother. All right. Oh, all right. Let's, let's talk about the timeouts at the, in what, overtime. What timeouts? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I almost threw up watching him. It was the worst time management stuff I'd seen in forever. Taking the timeouts almost cost us the tie. We almost lost because yeah. of those timeouts. Yeah. If not for a really good defensive play. Yeah. Real wild. Real wild. I, you know, I think Dan Campbell wants to win more than he cares about losing. And if a move like that can put you in a better position to win, even if it puts you in a worse position to lose, he may be, that's the kind of guy he is. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think at this point, another loss doesn't mean anything, but a win means everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you nailed it there. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Oh man, I've had nothing to drink. This is Q. What's going on guys? Hey, what's up, Q? Q? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Same man. You my guy. Glad you're here. I really wanted to talk to Ash because Ash has this whole theory about every quarterback's bad and, you know, no, this is terrible. I need to talk to Ash. <laughs> we need Ash needs to, like, change numbers offline because he has – I, I need him to answer for this. <laughs> Q, hit me, hit me up. Text me your, your email address offline. I'll get you into the Slack and you can, you can, hold, okay. him, you can hold him publicly accountable with the people he cares about. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, we got to bring him to the town square because <laughs> the, embarrassment I, the embarrassment I just faced sitting in a sports bar by myself oh, with no. my Lions Fresh Life Q jersey. <laughs> All these Steelers fans, it was, it was an experience. But, um, no, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad we didn't lose. I'm good with that. Um, like I was telling uh, another guy that was a Steelers fan there, as long as we didn't lose to the Steelers slash one, or as long as we win the Thanksgiving game, I'm good with that. Number one pick. But golf has to go. I agree with you 100%. We cannot go through another season with golf at QB1. It's just, nope. he's not a kneecap biter at all. Nope. And nope. And, he, and you know what? We, we got Josh Reynolds. Hey, we got our wide receiver too. We can probably get a wide receiver one in this draft. We can we can put the weapons there. We'll have Hawkinson. We've got the line. We'll have pretty much everything we need in order to put a, a, a rookie there. If that, and I, I think that's that's how that's how the draft's going to work for us. I have no problem putting a rookie in. And if he's not the guy, do it again next year. Things are bad enough right now, at quarterback. That Jared Goff is not the guy. Bring somebody else in and yeah. see what you can do with him. You know, even even if it's like like yeah. Malik Willis, I'm not super high on him, but the athleticism that he has, 
C- coupled with the, the fact that he's going to need it with the rest of the team that's kind of around him, right? I mean, yeah. that, that might be right, the right, right guy at the right time for us. You know what I mean? Right. My only thing is I I hope we just take the best player available at one and then we get a quarterback with the second first-round pick mm-hmm. just because we need help everywhere. Because with- I don't know. I, I think Willis could possibly be there. I just think whatever it is with golf, it's like, it's like somebody's playing a game of Madden and they keep accidentally hitting B. <laughs> for whatever reason, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, he just won't – I saw Joy Bell say something about this, and I agree. Stafford will stand in there and take a hit to make a throw. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff will not. He tries this escape that never works, so it turns a play that could possibly be maybe a three-yard loss on a sack into, like, a nine-yard loss, and then it kills the drive. He's the only just, guy I know that could get sacked on a handoff. It's ridiculous, man. He's, it's ridiculous. He's, he's, he's a mess. Um, so you know, can, golf is golf is who he is, but um, I mean, we didn't lose. So let's let's yeah. look at a positive. We didn't lose. Yeah, we're not going to go in a complete over um, season. So yeah, 16 and one. Yeah. And, you know, it's not zero seventeen. Better than zero seventeen. It's not zero seventeen. Start there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. So, are you are you going to be in town for Thanksgiving in Detroit? Oh, I'm not, but I. I I've got two Chicago. I got two Bears tickets. I got to give away. My, I got a lot of stuff going on family family style stuff that I got to deal with, so I can't get there for the the Thanksgiving game. I got two Bears tickets. I have to figure wow. out how to give away down in section one something one eleven. I think or it's something. gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough to give them away. Yeah, yeah. I want to do. Some, I'm gonna figure out a way to get maybe. Maybe someone will buy them and burn them for 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 St. Jude or something. I yeah. want to try to get get some money for the yeah. kids out of them, right? <laughs> I was just talking to her, to a friend, and she's like, "Well, can you sell any of your tickets for the rest of the season?" I said, "No, no, no I want nope. these tickets. Stop. I can give them to family or whatever." I mean, I mean, I'm booked through uh, the Vikings game on the fifth. I didn't buy my flight for the game on the nineteenth though of December, so I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I'm seeing what I can do. Sandman said he's going to drag me in if I can get into town. So I'm trying to that's right. Look at my schedule and everything else going. See if I can finagle a couple days down there. Quick cue, so. We should three of us. For which game? I'm not sure which game yet, but somewhere between mid-December and the last game of the season. I'm I'm going to do my best to get down there for a couple days. All right, since you insist, I'm in. Okay, you got me. Oh, man. You you talked me into it, man. Let's go. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get back there so we can have the the brawl out in the parking lot. Yeah, me, me and Ash at WrestleMania. It's going down. You know, we could probably sell <laughs> no. those tickets that way. Someone would buy them if they could have the pregame fight. <laughs> yeah, something, man. No, but uh, appreciate it, man. I'll hang up and listen. Um, uh, yeah, just let me know. Just keep me posted. Um, I'll, I'll probably go ahead and book my flight for the rest of the game. Awesome. All right, Q. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Later, man. Love you, All right, man. Have a good week, y'all. You too. All right, bro. We'll see you. All right, Q. Fresh life. Oh, all right. Let's see. Oh, really quick. A couple super chats. Will Harris deservedly takes a lot of heat. Yeah, for sure. This is Matt Husian. Sorry if I murdered that. Uh, but shout out to him for forcing that fumble at the end. Uh, absolutely. That was that was great. Completely great role uh, job from him on that. Earlier, I, and someone said it in the Slack chat, he completely yeeted. I don't know if you saw him. He like flew by upside down, shaped like an X <laughs> over the top. Like, there was a tackle, and he was like running in for it. He was like, whoa, because he knew oh, he yeah. had a bit of late hit. He just flew over top of it in a, a big X. Like, ah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, that was good. Matt, thank you for that super chat. Yeah, that was that was a great play from Will Harris. He came in at the right time. Um, let's see. We got Skeletosi. It's so nauseating watching a quarterback who can't push the ball down the field on a weekly basis. How are they tolerating this play? Um, That's I, the biggest indictment on this coaching staff right now. How? 
How are they? Here's here's the thing. I don't know that they have anything better. That might be the problem. And the coaching staff, what's the indictment if they put Blau out there and he's worse? I, honestly, I mean, you know what I mean? Honestly, they it. like to, to me, I don't know how it could be any worse than what happened today. Mm-hmm. Even if Blau looks the same as Goff, but picks up one extra first down because he can run the ball and has some escapability to him, then that's a, that's an upgrade to me. I mean, even if he just adds a slight wrinkle to this offense, if I'm a defensive coordinator playing the Lions, I'm playing man up, zero coverage the entire game because I know Jared Goff ain't, ain't going to do nothing to beat us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, with Reynolds, we'll have to see what happens, right? We'll have to see because they got some chemistry. And that is actually something you suddenly have a guy who can kind of take the top off the defense. It changes It changes how the defense is going to play you, right? So I'm I'm really kind of frustrated that he wasn't in the game today. Even if he only, look, memorize these freaking five plays. <laughs> They're all running plays, right? <laughs> Just memorize yeah. these five plays because we're, we're running basically. Here's the, here's the deal. Dan Campbell's plan. We're going to run the, wish, the wishbone offense, except with one running back and a quarterback who can't run, but no one's ever going to expect the pass when it happens. Trust us. <laughs> and, and that's All it. pop passes. Just have them run verts. Just have them run verts. Start taking the top off the defense. Hawkinson, how many catches did he have today? Right? Wasn't it zero? Yep. 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 On, on two targets. And yep. one of them was into the into, into the his ass. back on a screen. <laughs> yeah. It pushed his cup forward. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start the fight again, but I'm still team trade Hawkinson before we get nothing oh. for him. He's gone. Oh. He's gone. Oh. No one wants to be here. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flounder. 100 to go in his match, 100 to go in the match from Flounder. So we need $100 more donated to stjude.org slash DLP. And uh, we'll get the match out of Flounder and uh, help get the money up for Christmas for the kids trying to get towards that $30,000 goal. Help us out, folks. Get us there. Uh, JJ, Super Chat, I wouldn't waste the late first on the quarterback. Oh, that's the problem. JJ, and this I'm going to release this this week. We had a conversation with Mark Schofield. Um former college quarterback and lawyer who gave it up to write about football. Um, interesting, interesting cat. So he, maybe you, you would question his life decisions at that point. But either way, he's a recovering uh, attorney. Um, he was talking about the end end of the first round, that Rams pick might be a good place to pick up a quarterback, or if you move it up a little, um, he, he's thinking 14 to 25, if I remember right, was the place where most of these guys are going to wind up going. Um, I don't know if your guy, like, and I say your guy, meaning, uh, you know, the Lions guy is going to be there that late, but there's probably some kind of package they can put together to make that happen. Um, the first overall on a quarterback is a really hard one to justify. It really is. But if you're still staring at golf next year, because you couldn't get your guy, I mean, you know, with the Rams, I don't know how Matthew Stafford and OBJ are going to get along. I don't predict good things for that, by the way. I just don't see that relationship working out real well. And Woods going down, I mean, we'll see how what goes on. He's already hurt, right? So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, but I think the one thing that people are missing is that it's possible that it's more likely to see a quarterback at the end of the first because of the fifth-year option. You Like, that's why you ask for the first instead of early seconds. Yeah. Because you get the fifth-year option on whoever you draft. So the Lions have the first pick in the second round. They could take a quarterback there instead if they thought that he would slide there. Yeah, yeah. But right. sometimes you have to think about your fifth-round option. Yep. 
Um, Ken, Francis, again. Was it kind of? I, I don't get too much away. Thank you, hundred dollars. You just got that in there, and then we got the hundred dollar match from Flounder. Uh, we're going to be at twenty eight two sixty about when this is all said and done. Thank you all so much for your donation, St. Jude. Really appreciate you guys helping us out, helping do this. this is a huge year. I mean, I can't believe how much we've raised thanks to you guys all and gals and all of your uh, your help. Thank you just so much. Um, let's see. Jerry Jacobs seems to have his own subtle celebration. Looked like he was putting his sword away. If I'm Jerry Jacobs, I'm 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 pulling that sword out and I'm walking I'm ball walking around. <laughs> Say That's my a name. felony, Chris. That's a felony, Chris. Oh yeah, I forgot. Or I'd wear one of those MMA cups that show it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those things are pretty revealing. <clears throat> yeah, good stuff. Hmm. All right, give us a call two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll take your calls. Um. Jared Goff, I think we're everyone is pretty much out on him. I think we've all got pretty much standard agreement. If you're in on Goff, if you Ooh. think you can make a case to keep Goff, I would love to hear from you. I mean, we're nice guys. We're not going to beat you up or tear you apart or anything. But would love to hear the uh, the argument to keep Goff either for the rest of this year or next year in particular. Um, what's what's the thing that you do? What's the reasoning to stand behind Goff? Yeah, and it, I don't want to hear. Because they don't have a choice. We all know they don't really have a choice. <laughs> They're paying my man a crap ton of money. You know, outside what? of the money, why? Why is Goff here? He's going to be the most expensive player coach that's ever played in the NFL. That's kind of where my head's at with him. And maybe let's let's send this to the chat. If the Lions get rid of Goff at the end of this year somehow, does he play another down in the NFL? No, not unless he's a backup somewhere. I, I mean, I, I I hate to take that out of the you know out of the chat's hands, but I don't think he plays another <laughs> unless he's a backup somewhere and someone gets hurt. I don't think he sees the field again, and that's too bad because I think he has talent. I think he has the talent. I think it's all upstairs. I think it's all up between his ears. Is the reason why he can't deliver on the uh, on the on the whole promise of quarterback? <laughs> he's a he's a broken guy. All right, let's see. Sorry, I just got a quick message. Uh, 248-782-8384. Give us a ring. Phone lines are waiting for you right now. Uh, so we had Goff. Um, Jerry Jacobs out there, again, looked great. I hope the groin injury isn't a serious one, long-lasting, anything like that. Um, who came in? Was it Gilbert that came in and got the punch out? Thanks to, uh, yep. I don't want to say thanks to Jerry's injury, but as a result of Jerry's injury. <laughs> yeah. It's, you got to be careful with your words, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, honestly, this defense has been except for two weeks ago been you know punching above its weight class pretty heavily i would argue yeah it's yeah. been pretty amazing hey caller what, what's your name how much have you had to drink hey it's, Mon it's jamie from montana hey jamie hey. how you doing brother pretty good Are you so gonna argue i'm gonna make Gunn? the argument to keep oh. jamie Tune in Tokyo. Hello, Tokyo. I mean, people are going to think we hung up on him on purpose. No, no, he's still there, but he's not there. Jamie, I think you got to turn on Wi-Fi calling and get closer to the router, brother. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, like a paranormal activity event just happened. Oh my God, he was a ghost. Invasion of the body snatchers, Montana style. <laughs> uh, Blake Bortles gets signed while golfing. There's a chance to golf. <laughs> the backup or ER signing. Uh, is this? Caller, caller, what's your name? Is this, this is Matt Leffler. 
Oh. Hey. How you doing, man? Yeah, good. Do you want me to hang up for the other guy? No, no, no. That's okay. We'll we'll hang up on you later. What's <laughs> All right, sounds great. You're next. That sounds fantastic. You're next. <laughs> what do you got for us? Uh, I'm doing well. You, I have had nothing to drink. Uh you jack off? Let's see. Anyway. <laughs> um let's see. So my the only way golf stays on this I know the point isn't like was to ask if he's going to be a starter, but the only position I see Goff ever maintaining on this uh, team is the role of the beta cuck, the overpaid beta cuck. Um, because the guy, he just, he just has so much. I think Chris, you nailed it. He has so much wrong with his brain that um, he's, he's irreparable. Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't disagree at all. He's, um, he's broken. And and I hate to say it, and I hate because I mean, here's a guy who spent his whole life playing football at the highest level. Took took you know went went. I don't want to say took a team, but I also don't want to say went with a team to a Super Bowl because he was a part of it. He was a part of that. It was without yeah. you know he was he was integral part of that offense and played with that team that got to the Super Bowl. Every every person matters in that thing, you know, and, and on a run like that. And they got there. He 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 was a good player. I don't know if it was the pipe comment that, you know, McVeigh said, I am going to destroy this man's psyche and then <laughs> dump him for somebody else. I'm not sure. But um, there's the Flounderish's um, match for 250, <laughs> sir. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, you know, it was purposeful from McVeigh or what, but he definitely wrecked this kid. He went from someone with a lot of promise. He was an MVP one year, wasn't he? No. That I can't remember now. The, year, yeah. the Super Bowl year was. I don't think he was. Hmm. Okay, maybe not. He wasn't. <laughs> That's a Jared Goff propaganda he, making its way he, into he, your brain, Chris. I'm, I'm making the argument for him. Who the who the who put me in this position? Why am I making the argument for him? It's supposed to be you. <laughs> I took the wrong side of this. I got baited. <laughs> Okay. Which is what Matt was doing to this game, I hear. <laughs> we saw it. We saw All it. right, we're Jack. getting off the rails. You, got the, the, rails. you got the Jack Goff going. All right, we'll talk to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you, man. All right. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, man. If you, if you can't talk about it, you just got to joke about it. Have some fun with it. All right. Um, yeah, a lot of, yeah, hell hath no fury like Sean McVay scorned. The the ugliness. I don't know. I mean, like that's pure speculation, right? I mean, I knew. It, oh, if there's any questions, Dan Campbell was making the calls this week. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, another caller. I think this is somebody that I think it's supposed to be somebody. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Colin and zero. No, for a change. no. Last time I saw you, you slammed an entire pint of bourbon. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I might still be drunk from then, <laughs> but uh, nothing today, man. I, I told you I got a big day at work tomorrow. I got to keep it uh, sober. I got to watch our best performance of the year thus far sober. So that was nice. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, what's going on tomorrow? I mean, what could be so important that you got to stay sober? Oh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I got a big case at work tomorrow. That's it. You know, <laughs> okay. so, um, not going to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go, go in detail with it, but, 
All right, I will. That's it. But no. um, I, I don't know if anyone saw. And, let's just and, say the lions were pulling at my heartstrings, and the surgeon tomorrow will be pulling at some heartstrings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one to be sober for. <laughs> yeah. No. So anyone that missed it, and this this will be coming out this week. Uh, Colin came on late night uh, during the St. Jude show like midnight, late night, not like super late, and downed a pint of bourbon. Now, he did like a third of the pint, and it was like, I would probably guess like six, seven seconds, right? And and then he did two-thirds of a pint in like three seconds. <laughs> he just went, like, I thought the the bottle was going to crush inward because he was inhaling <laughs> yeah. so fast. I went I went back to my college days, man. <laughs> and, and then for about a half hour, we watched it take hold. It was really, it was something to behold. And you saw it progressively just keep adding and adding and adding and adding. And I texted you the next morning. You told me to text you, and I was like, yeah, I just rewatched it. And... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll release that for everyone to see uh, this week, okay, bud? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. What do you got with you today, Sandman or Ash or it's Sandman today? Sandman. All right, Andy, what's up, man? Oh, how's it going? Um, oh, you know, man, it's 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 nice. Uh, I don't. Maybe it would have been nice to be at Ford Field for that today. I don't know. It's tough to tell we've we've witnessed so many bad experiences there i don't know if this is a good experience but that, that, that kind of really <laughs> i'm sort of just up in the air with it right now man that kind yeah, of yeah. i mean when your quarterback just, throws for 50 yards <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> I, don't know I think Ford field would have lost it with all the good runs i think you know and, and the takeaways and the you know, it would have been a fun Ford Field experience for sure. I'm sure all the Steeler fans yeah, have the exact yeah. opposite reaction. Tells you everything you need to know. I talked to my buddies all week and the whole, like, Cyber Santoso thing. I was like, why don't we just sign somebody who can hit something more than, like, a 52 that he's hit in college? And it showed today, man. It was mm-hmm. it was crazy. It's bad. It's bad. But um, in the it's chat, tough, we man. At least we're not going to go 0-17. <laughs> From the chat, Jay Miller uh, feels appropriate that it's a sixteen to sixteen tie, with number sixteen shit in the bed again. There you go, across the board. Yeah. If you're in a numerology, you, you go to your, yeah. uh, your, is, uh, uh, is Mercury in retrograde? Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I think your anus. Uh, I'll have to go ask all my ex girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> the moon is in your anus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When the moon hits your eye, that's how you get pink eye. Is that what you're saying? That's not pink eye. That's a Santo, so that's a Santo. <laughs> At least he's got Movember going. I was like, I thought he was going to run off with the Movember, and I was like, this is. The second he walked out, I looked at my buddies. I had about six or seven guys over, and I was like, he's going to shank the shit out of this. Like, there's, there's no way. This is, this is what we do. And yep. they looked at me after he missed it, and they were like, yep. I expected, I saw his face. I expected, like, a, a boink, boink, and then a jump, and then go down a green sewer pipe. It was like he kicked a medicine ball. It didn't make any sense the way it came off. Bro, imagine. Imagine he just, like, kicked it off a plant, and it, like, went through. He, like, bounced it off. One of those little chomper plants went up and grabbed one the of those ball before fly traps and just kicks it off. Uh, kicks it off like uh, it snaps up the ball before it one, one of the uh, Steelers uh, helmets, and it just goes through, and it's like, yep. <laughs> 
All right, Colin. No, I want to. I want well, you to take care of yourself. All right. You've got to metabolize before the. Uh, I am, man. Big thing I did. I, I mean, I've been working on it for a week. Um, we're good to go. Have you drank? Since I got in a that lot. What's that? Have you drank since that point? I had um, had a glass of wine like throughout the week, but that's about it. Mm. Is it because you were in trouble for not taking your wife to work? Or is it because you just need? Well, her uh, her uh, her uh, sister works with her, so I was good. I completely forgot that aspect of it after I down that plan of bourbon. That would happen. That's kind of what happens. Yeah, but um, I, I we have think, two cars, so she could have drove herself. I just don't. <laughs> but think I decided wants to, to be that as well. First thing um, in the morning, that they are out of transportation. Options. Um. When, <laughs> When she got home from work, yes, I was in trouble because I decided to drink until um, one in the morning. <laughs> Talk to you guys, but um, we're good now. We're okay, good now. that's good. All that's- right. <laughs> All right, Kyron. Uh, Kyron. I've been drinking now. All right. Hey, Colin, you I'm sound a, like me last Friday, man. Yeah, Come no on. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> all right, my man. We're going to let you fly. All right, bro. Be good, all right? Uh, later, man. Cheers, man. All right. All right. You too. See you. All right, bye. He wanted so bad to call in and try to redeem himself for that behavior. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we'll release a whole bunch of the, the shorts from this week. We've got uh, Dan Miller coming, the Mark Schofield piece about the the quarterbacks and where they're going to go in the draft and what the Lions should look for will come out this week. Um, if you haven't seen the reunion with Herman Moore, Lomas Brown, and Coach Fonts, I'm telling you that's probably one of the coolest um, – kind of retro lions things you're going to find it was the uh, even as we were doing it i was stunned throughout it was it was a lot of good feels uh, in that interview and, and and it's not just because we did it it was really really good i think that's going to be kind of a time capsule of it's been 30 years guys it's been 30 years <laughs> it's the last team and, and the love they still had i mean you should see they and they still have the rapport coach fonts bouncing off with uh with herman and lomas and the jokes and the the, the 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 play it was good there there's still you can tell there's a bond and a closeness that you know hasn't gone away over the course of time so definitely check that out that's on the uh, on the channel now so all right two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four we'll take your questions and uh, as we go forward here all right so we know about the quarterback we know. Let me ask you about Amani Oruwarie. I can do it. It's <laughs> one way to say it. Uh, <laughs> um, started out rough, had an interception, picked up a fumble. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm 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 torn. He's he started out rough this year. He hasn't been spectacular, but he seems to be trending in the right direction. Um, you know. I think people, when we drafted him in the fourth round, everybody was like, holy crap, he was supposed to be a second round guy. And we got him in the fourth. I think we still have to have expectations of him that he's a fourth round cornerback that's been thrust into starting position. And I think he's been pretty good for a fourth round guy that's been starting for us. And, you know, he's physical and he's gotten some interceptions and he, you know, seems to play hard. Uh, you know, the pass interference that you had on him early was, you know, yeah, one of those things. Um, and then after that, they kind of let him play the rest yep. of the game. You know, yep. we, we got to see some good hand fighting the rest of the way. And, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, 
you know, the, the secondary coach, I feel like has done a fantastic job this year with all these guys. We have a bunch of undrafted guys out there. We've got fourth round picks, you know, our number three overall pick isn't, you know, is injured, isn't doing anything. And, you know, I know we played against Mason Rudolph this week, but you know, you can't say that they didn't do a good job. I think they did a good job overall. I think, you know, we had some takeaways. I think Romy or uh, Julian O'Quara uh, looked good when he played in the secondary for the one play. <laughs> when you play, it would play the linebacker safety hybrid for that one play. Unexpected good job. secondary play. Uh, <laughs> unexpected secondary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think, you know, all of our secondary just has stepped up and punching above their weight class. Um, you know, I think if this is a Matt Patricia coach team, I think we're eating 40 points no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you bring up such a great point there. And they're in the chat, they're correcting. He was a fifth rounder. Fifth rounder. Thanks, fifth JJ. rounder. Thanks, JJ. Uh, JJE. Um, a fifth rounder. And and we were thinking, I mean, I remember we did the show. We thought he'd go third round. Like, I, I, I was like, what's going on? And I think of him as a third rounder, even though we paid – fifth round price for him and here yep. we got a fifth rounder playing un- just due to injury he's supposed to be our cornerback number two he's our cornerback one and he's not and so before I go to even the evaluation side he played for matt patricia for two years his first two years in the league so he had, they're kind of a wash as we've heard from okuda based on what he learned his first year into this year um it's interesting to hear how poor the coaching was with that, that with that last regime did they break him? I don't think so. I, I think he's got kind of a, a trajectory upward from what I'm seeing yep. this year. And it's interesting to kind of think where he could be next year. And it's almost the Oruwariye and Jacobs kind of connection. Those two guys, they could be maybe even two next year. And they're getting the reps this year to, to see what they got. And sorry about that, everybody. There was a robotic attack from the robotic attackers. <laughs> Nailed it. I have such a creative fellow. You should see the stories I write. Um, all right. So, Mr. Mr. Sandman, Mr. Andrew, I want to ask you a little bit about um, the defense. I feel like we are in pretty decent shape when we look at our cornerbacks. And I think we're, we're, we're doing okay in that place. Um, you know, you got Jerry. As long as that groin holds up, you got... <laughs> You got uh, the ties and the Matrix thing are so funny together. Um, you got Jerry and you got Amani Aruwariye, who you think are going to kind of pull it together, hopefully, as the year goes on. And that should be in good shape. Um, the line, not great. You have a couple guys like, you know, maybe Romeo Quara isn't back because of the Achilles. But Trey Flowers won't be back next year. Yep. You could probably get some edge guys. Maybe that's where your Tibbs comes in, right? I mean, yep. how that works out and plays kind of a good fit and a need. Um, but overall, how do you see the, the the defense right now? Where's our strengths? Where's our weaknesses? And, and what do you think we need to do there? I, I mean, I, I think we're definitely better than I thought we would be at the beginning of the year. I looked at this roster and I saw – no talent. This was an awful roster, top to bottom. Defensively, it was a disaster. We had a bunch of guys that didn't fit anywhere, uh, you know, all sorts of problems. And to the staff's credit and to the players' credit, a lot of these guys have made transitions and have adjusted and uh, found rhythm. You know, like you said, our cornerbacks are playing out of their minds for what what they are draft position-wise. Yeah. Let me say that. Um, 
And, and, you know, and besides that, even though, I mean, I would say they're playing their NFL quality cornerbacks. And once a damn rookie, I mean, no matter what his draft position is, you don't expect much out of a rookie. And what we're seeing with Jerry, again, this isn't me just loving on our guy, but he's playing like he's two or three years in the league. He's playing with way more ability and experience than, than I mean, I, I don't, and this is not a, you know, I'm not trying to be a not make it a not comparatively, but his, he's playing better than Okuda did his first year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, to be fair, Okuda was in a bad spot. He was playing in a horrible defense. Exactly, and I guess exactly. we'll see what happens, how he comes back from his injury. Yeah. But honestly, um, you know, like linebackers still a need. I think Reeves Mabin has been playing well in his position. I don't know if he's played well enough, uh, you know, but I think he'll be back for sure. But I, we definitely need an edge guy. I think that's where we have to go with the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. We have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who the best player in the draft is. Um, Thibodeau, or however you say his name, I think is, you know, pretty clearly the number one guy, barring anything real nuts happening. Um, and he'll fill a bunch of needs. We need a pass rusher. We need a guy who can play the run a little bit better. Somebody who has speed to help contain the edge when needed. Uh, right now, you know, that's a big problem for us. Uh, we don't get sacks. When we do get sacks, they're like cleanup sacks or, um, you know, just something weird happens sacks. Um, I feel like if we had pressure, this whole defense would be like elevated. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's whole teams the right? that were that ran off of that. I mean, the 2014 Lions was 100%. We are going to stop the run on the way to getting to the quarterback. We're going to get pressure. And the secondary and our linebackers, everyone will benefit. Every we, and person. we never had the secondary or that we do now. That's the thing that's killing me, right? I mean, it's like, I, I guess that's part of the salary cap and how it works. You don't never have all the toys, but, you know, you get to. But it's like, God, if we could put it together. And it, it feels like we're like one or two guys, maybe a, a linebacker and a, an edge away from putting that that stop the run on the way to the quarterback, and then you have the guys that can cover, and uh, all of a sudden this defense is fire from from just last year, right? When it was yeah. it was what's the opposite of fire? Water, right? <laughs> it was it was crap. <laughs> right? It was garbage. And then yeah. the, even and, and you think about how many levels of depth we are. Gilbert was playing today. He punched the ball out, right? I mean, these guys, true believers to the last one of them. Right. I mean, just incredible yeah. play out of him. No. And I think there's, that's the benefit. You know, we talked earlier in the year about how this was going to be a great thing for a lot of these rookies because they're going to get play time that normally they wouldn't on a standard team and they're getting it. And I think that those guys, their souls haven't been crushed yet. They haven't been stomped down. Uh, so they, you know, will continue to play hard. This is their chance. They're still showing that they're NFL players. And I think that there's a value to that. And we're, we're kind of reaping some of that right now where these guys aren't giving up, you know, like the, the fumble by number 40, I forget his name, um, where he missed the tackle, gave up a horrible catch, Gilbert ran back, Gilbert yep, yep. came back, made the play at the end because he hustled. He played hard. I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want out of these guys. And that's how you make teams in the NFL. And I think that, you know, sadly, with the preseason the way it is now and how the NFL kind of works, there's a lot of guys that maybe don't get those opportunities and maybe we'll get to see some late round undrafted gems yeah. from the Lions because of this. I have to just really quick in the chat, Don H. I just came back from a Steeler podcast when you were down there for a minute. Holy cow. 
are those guys having a meltdown? I hadn't even <laughs> contemplated. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Seriously, if you're a Steeler fan, having watched that show against the Lions, you'd be, I mean, you know, you'd be, if you were, I mean, you. Maybe we should put I mean, a suicide hotline in that subreddit just to be sure we can help some I, folks out. I just That's... feel I feel like uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> Here we are. Like, join us. Did you, you know? I, I feel like a member of the uh, the hotel in The Shining. Like, come on, come on in. Go freeze outside oh, for a bit. Oh, that got we'll dark really in. fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that went to a dark place. Um, <laughs> How about the, the um, did you want to punch any, any faces when you heard the announcers talking about the, the bad calls? And, uh, oh, they should have gone against, the, you know, the, the Steelers have been really messed up by a couple of calls at Emily. You know, I like, honestly, time? I think some of the calls were bad. Yeah. You know, I just, I just hate NFL referees in general. Whether it's good for us or bad for us, I just, you know, they're the worst. There's some really, really bad calls in the last couple weeks to the point where they're worse like these last we'll just say this year but the last weeks have been like a kind of even more bad if you will yeah um the thursday night game right oh my god wolf it's like i hate to see this you know they let vegas in (laughs) they got a vegas team And now going there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) God, it just, again, it just looks bad. Right. And, and the industry that I'm in, you you know, when they talk about compliance, being out of compliance is not just doing something that's out of compliance. It's doing something that could have the appearance appearance of being out of compliance. Right. You don't even look bad. Right. You, you, there's a, um, you stop not at the line, well before the line. And I just don't feel like that's what's happening here. It just looks so dodgy. That game Thursday was embarrassingly bad. You know, I mean, I mean, wow. <laughs> oh, I get turned into Robert Stack. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> God, you got me with that one. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I, I've kind of felt that way for a while that, you know, people say, like, oh, football is too big of a game. It's like it's too hard for referees to impact. Like, no, it's not. It's not hard for referees to impact. I don't think, you know, that games are being fixed per se, but I think that referees know that they have a very large impact and, well, yeah. and, and what was it in the NBA when that happened, right? It was mm-hmm. it was playing uh, for the spread. It wasn't even playing wins or losses. So you could call a, a, a foul or two and affect the spread, and no, and you didn't affect the outcome of the game. So nobody was really super worried about that, right? Yep. God, I hate that whole concept. I, I hate that. I hate that whole concept. I just, there's no excuse. Like, if they really cared about a lot of this, of like the ball placement, right? They could, we saw with, uh, what was it? Pollard was his last name. Mark from the Zebra. Yeah. <laughs> You're hiding. It, no, you I'm, don't want the bob I'm, to I'm, see your face. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking, uh, I'm trying to see how the ref sees the field. Oh. <laughs> Um, from Zebra Technologies with the yeah, uh, with yeah, the, yeah. At the at the Senior Bowl, 
which I think would be is going to be exceptionally interesting this year. We might get some Tan Campbell interviews out of it. Um, but <laughs> the um, the whole idea of the technology, putting a chip in the ball, right? They can totally do that. To, to yeah. laser guide where the ball is on the field and where to spot it, they could do that. They're, they're, yep. the, the chains are such an old, old chunk of technology. We asked Blandino about it on the St. Jude thing. And he was like, well, it's kind of like a tradition. It's like, eh. <laughs> that's not yeah. a good answer you know there was there was this long tradition of not having earpieces in the uh, referee's ears or connecting them to new york uh, yeah. you know what i mean where they the shot collar right <laughs> i don't know i don't know man i don't know it's there's something something hmm, something 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 uh let's see the league is not rigged we would have had a manning versus manning super bowl but there is influence all the crap against the lions is is against the teams the NFL has a financial interest in winning. Yeah, there's something there's something special about the Lions. And every team, like, I hear, like, fans of teams say, oh, yeah, we always get hosed. That when, when we were at the Rams game, the, mm-hmm. the one, I don't remember, the one lady that was standing next to me for a while there, she was talking to me, she's like, oh, God, the Rams, we get hurt so bad. I'm like, you, do you know, have you heard of the Lions? Like, they, they, they think yeah. that they get hosed, right? But... I just there's a unique place. They even they even talked about oh yeah the Lions and the overtime kick from Tucker that uh, shouldn't have happened. But uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, rubble, rubble, rubble. Yeah, um, that was Mike that just came up, right? Was it Mike that just showed up on the uh, yeah, and the thing for St. Jude, Mike? I'm gonna make sure I get this right because it's important. It's important to you. It's important to me. Uh, Twenty dollars just came in from Mike from Oregon. Mike, thank you so much. Best. Great job. Always look forward to the podcast. I've got a couple of the other ones. Sam, let's kick this goal harder than Santoso's. <laughs> I didn't see that. Sorry. Uh, Ken, not sure how I feel. Thank you. And Flounder, golf is terrible. Lions fans are amazing. Dang straight. 28279 for our St. Jude friends. Thank you, everybody, for helping out. All right. Um, anything else you want to close out on? Um you can't talk about golf, though. Ooh, <laughs> talk, ooh. T- oh, how about this? Talk about golf without t- talking about golf. <laughs> I think our wide receivers are open more than they appear. Um, <laughs> 16, 16 no, think, tie and 100 know, yards passing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the one thing that, you know, may not go underneath the radar here, but Dan Campbell calling plays, I think, is very, very important because it shows that he knows that some things aren't working and he's willing to try to change some things. I'm concerned because some of the things that we all see that need to be changed are not going to be changed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, you know, I think he plays for the win. You have to appreciate that. He goes for it on fourth down, uh, maybe when he shouldn't, but he does. So if you're into that style of football, then he's fantastic for you. He, He trusts his guys to win. Um, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to get a really good sense out of what kind of coach he is this year. And I think that's the only real downside that we're going to have here. You know, he, he made some boneheaded timeouts in overtime that we'll have to, you know, maybe he addressed it in his press conference. I haven't listened to that yet. Um, but you can tell he's still learning. Mm -hmm. I think this whole staff is still learning, but you know, we can already tell that we're an upgrade over the Matt Patricia era and, uh, a few more upgrade. pieces of talent, and we'll be looking looking better. Upgrade on the coaching, downgrade on the roster. I think is is kind of where we're at there, yep. and we're seeing the effects of that. Um, 
Levi, talk about Campbell and his complete inability to manage a game. Um, it was rough. He didn't do good. Wow, ninety more dollars from Flounder. Thank you, sir. Yeah, got to get us to the sixty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at twenty-eight, three sixty-nine, sixty-nine. I just want to make sure, really quick, if there's a note with it. Got to get those. Uh, now I can refresh. Okay, while we do that, um, so about Campbell's complete inability to manage the game. This is an interesting thought, Levi, and and I'm going to. What can I say? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that there's a lot going on. Dan Campbell has, I don't know if you guys saw the story in Sports Illustrated or not. Dan Campbell, um, when he was with Miami, it was the end of the season when he was interim coaching. He was interviewing for that job. And he interviewed, but Anthony Lynn was also going to interview for that job. And Dan Campbell helped Anthony Lynn prep for that uh that interview okay even though they were kind of going against each other for the job he helped him out why and he didn't even think twice about it because he's he's a a good person that's how he operates right Mm -hmm. um he's a smart guy he coached that miami team to a couple of wins a couple of losses they were a bad team they fired their coach he came in as an interim and did a decent job um he's got a lot on his plate right now if you saw today, he was making play calls. Why was he making play calls? Um, they talked a little bit about it. They didn't tell the story. They told a story on the yep. uh, on the <laughs> on the broadcast today, but not the story. Um, he's taken on a whole lot more responsibilities than he should, but by the same token, he's finding out what he has and what he doesn't have in talent on this team. And I think there's a lot to be said about who who wound up having to call the plays for this team and the difference, right? I mean, the one thing I started calling him lately is Riverboat Dan because he is a gambler. And I think you you said it completely on the dot. You nailed it. It's more important to get that win than to give a shit about losing again. Uh, Yep. Can't be afraid to lose in the process of winning. Yep. And I don't think that that's the long-term Dan Campbell coach. I think that's the this-year Dan Campbell coach with a shite roster, a bunch of guys he can't lose, and a culture that he wants to build and needs to build. And the reason he take on, took on the extra roles and responsibilities that he did were because that's going to lead him in the direction and the buy-in that he needs from this team. I will tell you the other thing that uh, I don't know if anyone saw this, Dan Campbell was down on the field before the game. Head coach, right? Testing out the headsets. Now, you heard in the last couple weeks there were some problems with the headsets and they weren't getting calls in and that kind of thing. Why the heck wasn't (laughs) Anthony Lynn down there testing those headsets? If they were having problems with those, where was he? Why didn't he do that? And why did the head coach... When he took over those duties, why was he the one that went down there and did that? Because he wanted to make sure it was right. Couldn't kind of count on somebody else. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. I I think you're going to find that you're going to see some upgrades as the season goes on with some of the folks that are working for him. I think you're going to see a lot of really good folks stay because he's doing a lot of the right moves with the right people and handling it away. Look, it's a, it's a people business, right? He's handling it in a good way as well. So 
there's a lot more going on in building a team, especially a team like the Lions, the and with the roster that the Lions have, uh, than just going out there and handling the uh, managing the game. Let's put it that way. Um, that's part of it, but there's a whole lot more on his plate that shouldn't be there. That's maybe making game management a little bit different and more difficult than it should be for any coach. So I kind of give him a little bit of a pass right now based on everything that uh, we know is going on, and we'll go from there. Did I, did I do that appropriately, Sam? It was good. Okay. It was good. Uh, good. All right. So, <laughs> ooh, touche. That's the only French I had. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Back up. Yeah. So there you go. I think there's uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, Matthew, teams won today with a kicker we should have kept. Hey, thank good move, Dan. Uh, Matthew, I'm, I need you to go look up what a GM versus a head coach does, okay? See you later, buddy. All right, so with that, we'll call it a show. Uh, wrap up today. We got our tie. We're not going to go 0 for 17. Um Win, I think there's still potential for wins in the calendar as we look ahead to where the team is. Uh, we got the Bears. The Browns have been choking out. I don't want to say that's a – I don't want to say – it's at the Browns. I think there's potential for a winnable game there. They got just absolutely slaughtered by the Patriots today. Uh, the yep. Bears and Vikings at home, I think, are, have the potential. The Broncos game is another one in the, in the Falcons game. There's potential. Will they win them all? No. Will they win one of them? I think at least one of them they're going to get a win, but they could win more than that. They, season's not over. Uh, it's not necessarily true that we'll be winless yet, but as for now, we are not completely losing every game. <laughs> <laughs> or right. at least as good as the Steelers. Yeah, we're exactly as good Equally. as the Steelers. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, on, they, on today's time, <laughs> they're they're all on suicide watch. But hey, you know that's the way things are. <laughs> They've got the Steelers toasters breaking out this week, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the Browns next week. That, oh, they're away. That means I I get to Andy again. Right? Yeah, I'll be back. All right. So Q- and maybe we'll have more robot voices next week for you guys. <laughs> Jerzyski wants the robot voices again. <laughs> Um, the kickers are bad. See, this is the thing. I, 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 Santoso isn't a bad kicker, and 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 he was he showed up in a game and kicked with without problem earlier this year. It was what three weeks ago, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and without a single issue, without a single issue, he had you know the extra point. It was it was wet. It was nasty out there. We didn't see anybody else kicking out there because uh, nobody else was scoring. Uh, <laughs> I guess we did see a couple of field goals out there. Um, it, it was just a crappy day to be a kicker or a thrower or a catcher or any a runner or a stopper or any or uh, it was just a crappy day to play football and it's one game and it's one set of data. I wouldn't throw Santoso out. He's a fine backup. Um, Siebert, hopefully the hip gets better. We'll be we'll be back in. We'll be back back in there. Yeah, Santoso didn't look like himself, Jim. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, just didn't look like himself. He, he when I when I saw him in camp that year, he was you know Sam man he was I, killing it. He was he was the Jerry Jacobs of 2019 yeah. or whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He really looked good. Oh well. All right. Well, that's our backup kicker. He didn't cost us the game. He didn't help. 
Yeah, he cost us the game. That one point yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Sam, man, thanks a lot for joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for putting up. I'll be back next week. Difficulties. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, we will be back on, I believe, Wednesday with the Riz this week, Friday with Tony Ortiz. We're all back on to schedule for all the shows. Thank you all for joining us. Also, this week we'll release all the best top clips from the uh, the St. Jude show, the, the the interviews and the, the the good stuff, and I'll do a montage of all the beans we ate. Just so you know, uh, Riz was sick for like three days afterward as a result of all those beans, and the the late night beans that put him down was great. It was good time stuff. There, he was he was like first like red, like flushed like a tomato. Then he was like white like a ghost, and like the sweat. Like I didn't think he was gonna make it. I didn't think he was gonna make the show. You know, I thought he would handle those beans just fine because he's the bean stock. You know, <laughs> the tallest of men. <laughs> All right, don't forget about cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. There's super-duper deals going on there. they got bundles going on. They have active CBD, which is kind of like the old Delta 8, but it's legal. How about that in all 50 states? Wow. So check that out, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Also, Amazon, get your gift season, your gift getting season started. Uh, Amazon.detroitlinespodcast.com. Get all your stuff there and... Uh, Take care of the show by taking doing something you can do anyway. It doesn't cost you anything more. Amazon.DetroitLinesPodcast.com. And lastly, but not leastly, stjude.org slash DLP. Thank you, everybody, today who donated. I mean, we yeah, raised another 600-some bucks. We're $28,369.69 for St. Jude Christmas for the Kids. Thanks all for helping us out. And check out the auction. All kinds of autographed Lions merch and other merch available at auction.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. With that... Don't forget about some Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We've got uh, some of the greatest insider info and the Slack chat. And you get access when we become a donator on the Patreon. And, and don't forget, if you're a Slack member, you get to watch Q put the smackdown on Ash. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. The 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 brawl in the parking lot. <laughs> the brawl in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sandman7773. Ooh. And at det lions podcast hook us up join us listen to us see us with our pants off it's all good time or with no pants on that's a better way to put it uh give us a call via skype detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or call us in the lions line at 929-33-LIONS 929-335-4667 and be sure to go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast so we can pop up in your face automatically Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions <laughs> podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. And thank you, Andy. Because we're you. your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.